Hello and welcome to Trending Pet Food, the industry podcast where we cover all the latest hot topics and trends in pet food. I'm your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, Lindsay Beaton, and today's episode is a special one. Our annual conference and exhibition, Pet Food Forum, is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year, and we're going to get into the show's history, what everyone's looking forward to this year, and what the future holds. My first of three guests today is Greg Watt, the president and CEO of Watt Global Media, which puts on Pet Food Forum every year. Hi, Greg, and welcome. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. If you know Watt Global Media or even pet food industry at all, you're probably familiar with Greg Watt. But just in case, here's what you need to know. He directs the company's strategic vision, corporate culture initiatives, revenue growth and acquisition selection and integration. He's the fourth generation to lead the company, which was founded in 1917 by his great-grandfather, James W. Watt. Corporate offices are in Rockford, Illinois, USA, with employees and partners across the United States, England, China, Spain, Greece, and the Netherlands. The global Watt Media audience and client base for professionals in the pet food manufacturing, animal feed, and poultry industries are located in more than 190 countries. There's absolutely no one better to kick off this episode and discuss the history of Pet Food Forum and answer this question. What is the origin story of Pet Food Forum? So, Greg, I want to start off with an easy question. How many years have you been involved with Pet Food Forum? Well, technically, Lindsay, I've been involved since the beginning. At the time of the very first one, 30 years ago, I was not quite with the company, but I was involved uh, as a uh, advisory board member back then, shortly joining the organization uh, just after the very first one. So by definition, I was involved with the very first one, the idea of the concept, the development, and ultimately the launch of uh, Pet Food Forum in 1993 at the Westin Hotel just outside of O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Well, that is perfect. It's a good thing I'm having you on to talk about the history since you've been around since the start. How did Pet Food Forum get started and how has it grown alongside the industry in the last 30 years? Well, the foundation of it was in the need and our team at the time really identified what was happening in the industry at that particular time and where there were gaps. And there was an amazing amount of innovation and new product development and new companies coming into the industry. And there was no gathering at that time to bring people together at that level. And these are the large companies, middle size, as well as a lot of startups at that particular time. So the void was clear. And though we didn't have a lot of experience running live in-person events, we knew that that was an opportunity to bring the industry together in a unique way in a way that needed to happen at that particular time so that they could share, which was a long time ago, but it doesn't seem that long ago because of how the industry has grown and evolved. So it was really based on education. There was a small group of companies, suppliers to the industry that many of them and a number of them are still and have been participating in all 30 years and gave them an opportunity to, uh, to network as well and show their innovations and uh, their solutions to the industry. But it was really based on content and information and education at that particular time. And that still is a foundation of the event today. 
So I'm pretty sure the show started out just as tabletops. Today we have hundreds of booths and massive education sessions and a lot of auxiliary things that go along with the main pet food forum. When did it become apparent that this was going to become a staple event for the industry? And how did we make that transition from being a little tabletop event to what it is today? It's really followed the evolving and growth of the marketplace. And as the market has grown, gotten incredibly more sophisticated and complex, it was a focus on the U.S. market, you know, when it was founded and has evolved into a international gathering of the industry. And so you're right, you know, started with tabletops and there were just under 30 companies that uh, were part of the first one, all with a very simple display with brochures and a few pull-up banners to begin with, because again, the focus was not on any type of an exhibition at all. There wasn't even a thought or a concept back then. It was about the education and bringing together thought leaders to better inform the industry of the incredible product innovation that was taking place. And continues on today. You know, that's what's driving the marketplace. And obviously, one of the key drivers in the growth and development of the industry and how Pet Food Forum has evolved as well is bringing together the close proximity as we get closer and closer, seemingly, of human food trends to pet food innovation. And obviously, the moving, you know, no longer do we talk about it. And we did 30 years ago of the progression of companion animals. I'm not even sure if that was a term 30 years ago. Pet parents wasn't a term 30 years ago and how it's progressed on through. There used to be keynote speakers who would talk about when did all of a sudden our companion animals, dogs, primarily were the focus uh, then, go from the backyard into our bedrooms. No one talks about that anymore. And so, so many things have happened. The growth of companion animal ownership, the terms of pet parents, and pet food form has evolved in each and every step along the way. And ultimately, as we moved and more and more supplier companies wanted to be a part of it, and then ultimately grow from tabletops in a ballroom at a hotel. And we progressively ran out of room, moving from the Westin Hotel near O'Hare Airport to the Hyatt Regency Hotel next to O'Hare Airport, which is the largest facility in the area. And we grew out of that and then went to Schaumburg, Illinois, a little bit further away from O'Hare, but not that far. And that was an actual exhibition center. That was the point where it became an exhibition was a big part of the experience that we were putting together, in addition to the great uh, information and content and networking. What does Pet Food Forum mean to Watt Global Media as a company? Pet Food Forum has become a community. And it's a community where the industry gets together and so many relationships have been established because of coming together at Pet Food Forum. And that's one of the benefits, you know, now that we've gone through COVID and are seemingly getting on the other side, the question has come up, will in-person events be the same? I think that the direct answer is no, but the importance of them is now loud and clear because it's the amount of business that is transacted and can be done and learning and sharing and networking can be done through teams. Obviously, it's a great tool and helped us along these last 24 months. But the value of coming together in person is not meetings that you prearrange that you know you're going to have, 
but it's the things that happen that you don't plan for and the people you meet and the relationships that occur as a result of that that are ongoing for many, many years. So in that way, we're able to bring together the industry like no other, you know, as I mentioned, how it evolved from a stateside focus to a global gathering. And we're really looking forward to seeing our friends from around the world that we haven't seen in most cases since 2019. We know we've got some uh, organizations from Asia coming in this year and also more people from Europe and South America as well, which in most cases we uh, haven't seen for over two years. Obviously, networking and getting together is top of mind for everybody coming to Pet Food Forum. Everybody always says that that is one of the top, if not the top reasons to even attend Pet Food Forum is to get together with everybody in a a very industry-focused setting and just have a little fun while you're getting your job done. What are you most looking forward to at this year's Pet Food Forum? I think it's starting off, you know, we're going to do a special event to kick off Pet Food Forum at the Power and Light District, which is a short walk away from the convention center and the hotels that the majority of the attendees stay at. And that's going to be real special and a lot of fun and really looking forward to uh, to that to kick everything off. And, you know, some of the other enhancements that we're doing this year include the student programming. Lindsay, you've been involved in that from the get-go, and that continues to not only grow, but the importance. Because like every other industry, seemingly, pet food industry is uh, having challenges in labor and recruiting top talent. Pet Food Forum has been for a number of years and will continue to be, and we're looking in ways to always add value for student programming and bringing people in to experience what the industry is all about. That may be in their academic curriculum right now. There's no guarantee that they're going to move right into the industry. We want to make sure that they move into the industry and and create those relationships uh, at the time that they're either in undergrad or in graduate school. So that's another area that I'm really looking uh, forward to. And, and seeing as many old friends as I can, acknowledging those that have supported it for, in some cases, 30 years. We definitely want to give them kudos. And as I'd mentioned before, our international friends that we haven't had the opportunity to get together with. I'll end with last year we launched Essentials, which is again, for new people coming into the industry. And it was a great launch. There was a high amount of interest. This will be the second year for Essentials. And Essentials is the program that really kicks off the week on that Monday. 30 years in, and we're still introducing new content. So I think it's safe to say that it's definitely worth coming to Pet Food Forum. Thank you so much for kicking us off, Greg. I think it's important as we hit these 30 years of Pet Food Forum to take a look back and see how it all began and how it's grown alongside the pet food industry so we can really appreciate where we're at now and where we're headed as we continue to grow in all of our programs. Let's do a little plug for you. Where can people find you in general and where do you think people will be able to find you at Forum? I'll be at the Power and Light District opening reception on Monday evening. So let's uh, try to connect there. But otherwise, for the keynote sessions, I'm always up front. So if you want to connect, come on up front, join me, or afterwards, look me up. I'll be there. Otherwise, I'll be walking the floor uh, and attending sessions as most people are. Let's connect and uh, look forward to seeing you at Pet Food Forum in Kansas City on May 2nd. Looking forward to a great event. And Lindsay, I'll see you there as well. You sure will. Thank you again, Greg, and we'll see you in May. 
My second guest today is Steve Akins, Executive Vice President, Global Pet Food and Events with Watt Global Media. Hi, Steve, and welcome. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. If you've ever been to Pet Food Forum, you've probably met or at least seen Steve getting things done on the show floor. But just in case you haven't, here's a little bit about him. He's a Kansas University graduate with a BS in journalism, advertising, and broadcasting, and has spent his entire career in business-to-business media in sales, sales management, and executive leadership. Steve has been at Watt Global Media since 2006 and currently leads Watt's global pet food brand, which includes Pet Food Industry Magazine, the online stable of products and digital services, and the Pet Food Forum portfolio of conferences, exhibitions, workshops, and meetings. All this knowledge and experience is exactly why I've brought him on to answer this question. Why does Pet Food Forum exist? But before we launch into that, I want to know how many years have you been involved with Pet Food Forum, Steve? Almost 16 years, Lindsay, really since I came on board and got thrown right into the middle of it at its mid-stage of its 30-year history. So you're in a great position to answer the question, why is Pet Food Forum around? Why does it exist? What does it do for the industry? Well, I think everyone would have an opinion on this, whether you're an exhibitor or a staff member of an exhibitor attending or someone from a pet food company or an allied business. But It is the one and only meeting in the world that is focused on all the technologies that go into how pet foods and pet treats are made. And it's an opportunity for the industry to come together to network, have meetings, get business done, and learn a little bit about those technologies from the experts themselves that are involved in this industry serving companion animals. Over the years, how have you seen it grow? What parts did it start out with and what parts have expanded the most do you think besides the show floor of course (laughs) well i was going to say the show floor the show was a small conference more or less when i started and we were at the o'hare hyatt regency hotel and the quote unquote exhibit floor was in a ballroom and most of the exhibits were tabletops and we were able to grow it fairly quickly after Debbie Phillips Donaldson and I started at the company with a focus on growing the event and really focusing in on the whole pet food industry brand, uh, which includes the magazine, as you said earlier. But getting back to the show, it was really a small tabletop conference, and it has grown into a full-blown conference and exhibition. And the exhibition floor, as you noted, has grown quite substantially. The key growth for us occurred when we were able to move the show first from the Rosemont area near Chicago O'Hare to Schaumburg. And we were only there for about four years. And then we were able to move it into Kansas City, really where the global industry originates. And funny aside to that, Lindsay, is that when we were contemplating that move, I know several pet food company buyers of either ingredients or equipment specifically one person in Thailand at Perfect Companion Group, who is a key buyer there that a lot of our clients are interested in working with. And I pulled him aside when we were at Pet Food Forum Asia one year in 2014, this is before we moved to Kansas City, and said, we're thinking of moving the show to Kansas City from Chicago. And I was very concerned, Lindsay, because this person travels internationally and getting to O'Hare was real convenient. And he told me at the time that after Pet Food Forum, when we had it in the Chicago area, he would come to Kansas City anyway. 
to meet with all the suppliers that are in the region. So it was something that would actually make it more convenient for him just to bypass Chicago and come straight to Kansas City. So we were able to overcome any concerns we had about international travelers not coming to the region because Kansas City, the airport there is a little bit more difficult to get to if you're traveling abroad. But that was a key growth time for us. And in moving to Kansas City, a lot of the attendees and exhibitors were now able just to drive to the show rather than have to fly to Chicago and then drive out to the suburbs to come to the show. So we were able to double our attendance at that time quite remarkably in one year. And we've had a steady growth track ever since. I agree that Kansas City was a key move for us, if for no other reason than it's been how many years now, and I still have people tell me on the show floor that they're glad we moved to Kansas City and that it made a huge difference in the number of people they can bring to Forum, the time they can spend, and just the value they're getting out of it and ease of travel in particular has been a real key for a lot of people, I think, like you said. We moved to Kansas City in 2015, so yes, there was a COVID year where we were not able to have it. We did it virtually, but in 2022, it will have been seven years since we moved to Kansas City. Why do people come to Forum? Why do people come the first time? And then what makes them come back a second and third and fourth and fifth time? It's really the networking. When we look at the surveys we do, and we do extensive surveys about our attendee behavior and why they come to Pet Food Forum, it's really to network. It's a place to come where you can see a lot of people in the industry who are either friends or business associates who literally spend money with you to get business done. And that's why we've incorporated that into our tagline. So that's the number one reason. Most trade shows, they put all the focus on the exhibitor and the exhibit floor. And while that's important still, and it's growing in importance, which is why you see more activities taking place on the show floor, the networking is really the number one factor. And the number two factor is the education that people get through the speakers we bring, the industry experts in various phases of the industry that we bring for all of our general and breakout sessions throughout Pet Food Forum. So that's really number two. And then a close third, I'd say to number two is that exhibit floor. It is growing in importance and that's why we're continuing to put more activities on the floor. So this year is our 30th anniversary of Pet Food Forum. We've been doing a lot of stuff around it, a lot of marketing efforts and Internally, we've been doing a lot of special things to acknowledge that it is the 30th year of Pet Food Forum. What are you most looking forward to at this year's forum? Well, we've been through the ringer a little bit with events, and it was so great last fall when we had Pet Food Forum in 2021 to have everyone come back together. I'm anticipating even more people will be able to come to the Pet Food Forum in 2022, simply because, you know, restrictions are being lifted. The pandemic surge seems to be uh, declining and it's a chance for people to get back together and, and do business. We find and hear that the people who do come to Pet Food Forum and are planning to come to Pet Food Forum are very, very serious about doing business. And it's a chance to really help the industry continue to grow and evolve. So really to answer your question directly, Lindsay, it's seeing everyone come back together and the joy that that personal interaction brings. I would agree with that. I always enjoy seeing people from the industry that I haven't seen in a year. 
and just the camaraderie that has developed because a lot of people have been in the industry forever and you might be staring across each other over a desk 364 days of the year but there's at least one day you guys can get together and go to a bar and hang out and just acknowledge the fact that you've known each other for 20 or 30 years and if you don't mind me interjecting the the pandemic caused communication to take place on computers and on phones and people have gotten used to that and a face-to-face interaction at a industry conference and exhibition like pet food forum is an opportunity to have that face-to-face interaction again it's not as common as it used to be and i think moving forward it's going to continue to not be as common as it used to be so the opportunity when these events like pet food forum come along where you can have that face-to-face interaction it just spurs on a lot of energy I think that's a great insight, especially given the current state of things and where we seem to be going with digital versus in-person communication and events in general and the the way it's really had to evolve over the last couple of years. And we're all still trying to find our footing in terms of attending and putting shows together and where the right mix is right now. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for all your insights and the great information about Pet Food Forum. Let's do a quick plug before we go. Where can people reach you in general and where can people find you at Forum? Well, at Forum, I'll be all over the place. (laughs) So the best thing to do is to go to our registration desk or the Watt Pet Food Industry booth and leave your card and a message that you want to get a hold of me and I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. My mobile number is available to everyone. It's 815-209-6444. I hope that's easy to remember. And a call or a text is fine. And like I said, I will get back to everyone as quickly as I can. And then email is S as in Steve, A-K-I-N-S, which is my last name, at wattglobal.com. And that's W-A-T-T global.com. Excellent. Thanks again, Steve, and we'll see you in May. Thank you, Lindsay. My final guest today is Melissa Thrun, sales manager for Pet Food Industry with Watt Global Media. Hi, Melissa, and welcome. Hi, Lindsay. In case you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Melissa, here's a bit about her. At Watt, she works with her clients to understand their goals and match their needs with Pet Food Industry's marketing opportunities, including Pet Food Forum, Digital Products, and Pet Food Industry Magazine. Before joining the company in 2011, Melissa worked in sales for a pet food ingredient solutions provider. She holds a master's degree in animal nutrition from the University of Minnesota. She has experience with Pet Food Forum both as an exhibitor with her previous company and now as a member of the pet food industry team, which is why I'm asking her today's final question. What are the benefits of being part of Pet Food Forum? So Melissa, I have asked Greg and Steve both this question, so now it's your turn. How many years have you been involved with Pet Food Forum? Wow, digging right in. So the question is, do you want to include 2020 or do we skip that? If we include 2020, it's 15 years total, 10 years with Watt Global Media and four years as an exhibitor. Or if we're just ignoring 2020 altogether, it's 14 years. 
Either way, that is quite a bit of time to be involved with Forum, and yes. uh, I think you're going to make a great final guest for this episode as we really get into what Pet Food Forum can do for the industry and why people would want to attend and just what it looks like on both sides of the aisle. So let's talk about that a little bit. Your first experience with Pet Food Forum was actually as an exhibitor. What was Forum like when you were part of the exhibitor team with your previous company. And what did you get out of it as an exhibitor? First time for Pet Food Forum was in the spring of 2008. And let me tell you, I walked in nervous to get on out because leading up to it, everyone was like, Pet Food Forum is this great event. You meet with all your customers and your prospects. And so it kind of had that big lead into it. And being the first time going, I didn't know what to expect. At that time, it was still at the Rosemont Hyatt, and it was a very intimate event compared to what it is now. And my experience was it kind of blew me away. With everyone coming together, it really felt like a family reunion of sorts. Still being kind of new within the company, I'd been there at that time, I think about nine or 10 months or so. So I still didn't quite know all of my customers and prospects face-to-face was traveling, was meeting everyone, but Pet Food Forum really gave me the opportunity to meet with people all in one location versus flying from city to city at that time. I was living in the South with a smaller airport nearby. So it was a great way to come together and everyone was really, really happy to be there. So my first experience was kind of shock and awe, kind of a little bit of a deer in headlights, not knowing what to expect. And by my last year as an exhibitor, I was using the opportunity to meet with all my contacts, my prospects, my customers throughout the show. And the only time I actually was in our booth at Pet Food Forum in 2011 was when I actually had to work the booth. It was meeting and greeting and doing updates with projects that kept the business moving that I was a part of. So by that fourth year, it was kind of like, this is old hat. I know what to do versus that first time, which was a deer in headlights. And that final year, we were in Schaumburg. And so the show had grown from the Hyatt when I first experienced it to Schaumburg and then now to where it's at in Kansas City after I came aboard Watt. So obviously we've been through a couple venue changes and quite a bit of growth since you first attended in 2008. It sounds like the vibe has always been one of gathering and networking, which is consistently what people say is the top reason they attend Pet Food Forum. But what did it feel like in 2008 versus what it feels like when we go today? I would say in 2008, there was a lot of excitement and a little bit of still uncertainty. If you recall during that time, we were still dealing with the melamine recall. What was happening with all of that? We were going through some increases in ingredient pricings and how to navigate those waters with regards to our customers. And then of course, onto the pet parents. So there was a lot of discussions happening around those specific topics. So even though everyone was really excited to be together with the melamine recall, if you remember, that really hit the industry hard. No one likes to hear of pets being sick or unfortunately passing away due to what happened there. When we fast forward to 2021, the excitement I would say was tenfold compared to 2008 due to the fact that we hadn't had Pet Food Forum in over a year and a half because of COVID. So In 2021, we were still kind of coming out of COVID and there was a little bit of uncertainty and with regards to getting together, you know, there's this 
pandemic that's still going on in the world. So it's kind of funny. You look at 2008 and we had melamine in 2021. We had COVID, granted two different things, but we still had things that were impacting not only the pet food market, but on a global scale with the pandemic. So the excitement in 2021 was everyone was coming back together. Everyone was excited to meet, but there was still that underlying tone of we're in a pandemic. We have to be safe. We have to be cognizant. So it's just kind of funny when you look at the comparisons of 2008, my first one with melamine, and then we have this virus in 2021 that's been hitting the world for the past two years. Well, in 2022, we are back full force with our full complement of events and even a couple new and expanded things that definitely didn't exist when you were exhibiting and even several years ago for Forum. So since you've been involved in Forum for so long, let's talk a little bit about how Pet Food Forum has changed since you first attended in terms of what's being offered for exhibitors, for attendees for anybody who shows up at Forum, and how is it different being on this side of things, the planning side instead of the exhibitor side? One of the biggest changes that I've seen since I first experienced Pet Food Forum and then coming onto Watt was the emphasis of growing the student program. Back when I was getting my master's at the University of Minnesota, I would have loved to know about Pet Food Forum. I may have known about it, but not really. I would have loved to have the opportunity to come, to network, to meet potential new employers, to learn more about the industry. We just didn't have that student program element back in the 2000s. I'm trying to remember if we even had it in 2008 when I first experienced Pet Food Forum, and I don't think so. With the industry as big as it is, as a student, it's hard to navigate the waters and understand what job opportunities are out there and available as you're getting out of either your undergrad or your master's program, unless you really have a good foothold in some of those top schools like the University of Illinois or Kansas State at the University of Minnesota. I was the first master's student with a companion animal focus in nutrition that graduated from there. And so to being able to network with pet food companies, understand that besides working for like a Nestle or a Hills, that there's all these other elements that go into pet food, the ingredient side, the formulation that comes with that, packaging, processing, et cetera, I think is extremely beneficial that we now have implemented the student program. And I love seeing that grow. I love that we're now able to reach more than just Illinois or Kansas State with regards to students. You know, we've had people from California, from Nebraska, from Texas come up and do presentations and have the ability to network with potential employers. We're starting to see more HR people come to Pet Food Forum, which is great. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast remembers when you're trying to apply for a job, you kind of send your resume off to a black hole and hope that someone receives it and reads it. But having HR at Pet Food Forum is great for students to be able to kind of get a face to the email that they're corresponding with or kind of talk about different ways to have their resume stand out amongst the hundreds or thousands that they may be receiving. And another thing that we're doing is allowing these students to present. When I was in grad school, and even actually to this day, getting up and talking to people is a nightmare for me. So allowing these students another opportunity to get in front of people to do a presentation in front of, you know, a couple dozen people, so not a big exhibit hall or anything by any means, 
helps them get their footing when they have to present at a big symposium or start doing job interviews. So I think that opportunity for them is really great. When I look back at how that growth has been, I'm really proud to see that WAD has developed that and how to bring these resources to the students. Our team, yourself included, Lindsay, really working with outside universities to develop the student program, I think is a good initiative that we're doing. And I love to see that expand even further to some of those, I don't want to say fringe schools, because, you know, when I think of University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota is a Big Ten school, very well known within the university world, but it's not one of the schools that's known for their companion animal programs. So how can we reach some of those programs that are like the University of Minnesota that aren't huge? or reach some of those students that may be wanting to go into vet school, but unfortunately can't get in for whatever reason. How do we reach those people and let them know about this great opportunity at Pet Food Forum? So I think that's the biggest change that I've seen that I really am excited to see it continue to grow. I love the aspect that our exhibitors are getting more creative with what they're presenting at Pet Food Forum. One of the big things we saw in Pet Food Forum 2021, again, we were coming back after a year and a half of limited travel, is people utilizing VR technologies in their booth to give people an opportunity to virtually walk through their plant or through their areas of expertise and highlight and showcase what is been new. So I love seeing exhibitors kind of taking it up to the next step. Back when I was an exhibitor, we set up a booth. I think ours was a 20 by 20 the last few years I was there, you know, and just had kind of tabletops in there for impromptu meetings. We didn't really have anything on display, but now you have trial. They bring puppies and they have a double decker booth. You have people that are handing out snacks that are made of their ingredients. You have people doing VR. You have people doing interactive activities, ways to get people to their booth, which is very different than what we did in 2008. And I think part of that, Lindsay, goes to the fact that in 2008 and even prior to that, all the way up to 2011, we were in a ballroom of a hotel. So we were in the ballroom of the Marriott in Chamber. We were in a ballroom at the Hyatt, Rosemont. And then before that, we were also in hotel ballrooms, where once we took that initiative and moved to Kansas City, we were truly in a convention center. So it really opened up the possibility for our exhibitors to kind of think outside of the box and what they wanted to convey within their booth. So I think it allowed the opportunity for companies to be more interactive because they realized that's what you need to do to bring people prospects into your booth space. The younger generation is wanting that experience factor. What fun things are they going to see while they're in their booth talking to people about their new technologies, which is, again, going back a big change to how things were when I was an exhibitor. So seeing the student program really grow and seeing with the change from the hotel ballroom situation to a true Kansas City convention center situation and the expansion of what people are doing within their booths are the two biggest things that I've seen change since I first attended to now. And not to mention, obviously, the show growth. That has been exponential. I think we increased our exhibitor space and our attendee when we moved to Kansas City. Trial went up to a double-decker booth, seeing companies increase their booth size because they have the ability within the Kansas City Convention Center to bring equipment into the show has been the other growth factor that I've seen that I think benefits our exhibitors and our attendees on both sides of the aisle. 
I agree. And both Greg and Steve also discussed, and I think the industry would agree that our move to Kansas City was huge for the show in terms of growth and possibility and for the industry in terms of accessibility, really moving to one of the hubs of the pet food industry made it easier for companies to attend and to send more people. And just the physical space that we have now really gives us the opportunity to grow every aspect of the program from the show floor to our educational opportunities to things like the student program, which I appreciate you giving a plug for since I'm the coordinator for the student program and it's something that I'm personally very passionate about. I agree that it has grown significantly and it's something that I really enjoy and my favorite part of Pet Food Forum is the student program every year, putting it on and talking to students and connecting them with people in the industry and it's definitely something that we intend to continue focusing on as we move forward and grow within the academic side of the industry. Because you're right, it can be difficult to find where the students are coming from and get them to forum. And if we can just get the academic side there, I believe that there are a lot of opportunities for Pet Food Forum to be a bridge between academia and the industry and just helping grow the future of pet food, which will benefit all of us. And that's why this year the student program is under the banner of the Future of Pet Food Pavilion. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you are attending and or exhibiting at Forum, and that is where you will be able to find the student program. If I remember correctly too, Lindsay, Debbie has a roundtable on hiring force or something around finding new employees, which I think piggybacks right onto the student program as well. Yep. Now that I've talked a little bit about my favorite part of Pet Food Forum, the student (laughs) program, what are you most looking forward to at this year's Pet Food Forum? Let's see. Well, it's our 30th anniversary. So the big 3-0, I don't know about you, but I actually celebrated my 30th birthday at Pet Food Forum a few years ago. We won't say how many years ago, and it was so much fun. So I'm looking forward to celebrating Pet Food Forum's 30th birthday this year. The opening night reception that we're doing down at Power and Light at the KC Live venue with live music and so much activity that's going to be going on there really is something to look forward to. I'm really excited for that. And I think that's going to be a big event this year. It's going to have a lot of laughter, a lot of networking opportunities, and just being all around having a lot of fun. And then the other thing I'm really excited for is just to see everyone coming together. One of the things that I alluded to earlier is the fact that I get freaked out when I do presentations. I'm introverted by nature. I am perfectly fine sitting at home, not the big party crowd gal anymore. But going to Pet Food Forum really recharges my batteries. I love seeing people come together. I love seeing the industry energized by the meetings that are going on, the smiles that are had, the handshakes that are given, and all the events that our customers, not only our exhibitors, but also our attendees that they go to in the evenings. You hear about people going to Top Golf or doing karaoke and all these fun things that they do when they come together. So I think that's what I'm excited for. And that's also unique about our industry is that 
We all know each other and it doesn't matter who you work for or are you with a competitor? It doesn't matter when you're at Pet Food Forum. We all are smiles. We all are happy to be there and we're happy to move the industry forward because as long as the industry is thriving, we're all thriving. So I think we'll be able to celebrate that big time here at our 30th anniversary, starting with the opening reception on Monday. Well, I think that is a great sentiment to wrap up this special edition of Trending Pet Food on. So thank you very much for sitting down with me and talking about the changes you've seen in Pet Food Forum, as well as why people should join us in May. Let's do a quick plug for you. Where can people reach you in general and where will you be at Forum? So at Pet Food Forum, I'm actually arriving on site on Saturday the 30th, and I will be there through Thursday the 5th. I will be kind of running to and fro. So if you see me there, feel free to stop me, say hi, connect with me on site at Pet Food Forum. Otherwise, feel free to look me up on LinkedIn. It's just Melissa Thrun on LinkedIn. You can connect with me there, send me a private message, ask any questions that you want. I'll mostly answer them depending on the question type, but look me up on LinkedIn. That's where you can follow me. Perfect. That's it for this special pre-Pet Food Forum episode of Trending Pet Food. Pet Food Forum is being held May 2 through 4 in Kansas City, Missouri. We're celebrating the conference and trade show's 30th anniversary this year, and you should absolutely join all of us on the pet food industry team there. For more info on Forum, head to PetFoodForumEvents.com. You can find all the information from the agenda to how to register to make travel arrangements all on that website. You can find all our episodes of Trending Pet Food on PetFoodIndustry.com, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at Trending Pet Food Podcast. Once again, I'm Lindsay Beaton, your host and editor of Pet Food Industry Magazine, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.